You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Clone Wars episode. Together again, I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Yo, what's up, like Star Wars fans? Hey, and we are, uh, I'm calling it the Martez arc. We're wrapping up this Martez yeah. arc, and while I, I think it's some good stuff, especially learning about like stuff with you know, level 13, 13 and below that and how they dealt with some of the poverty and the yeah. way the Jedi, the stories we got from the Jedi. Um, I still like that Bad Batch arc just a little bit more than this one. But like I said, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff in, in these, in these, uh, in the Martez arc that uh, I thought was really good, especially the character stuff, obviously. But uh, we'll get into that in this final episode. Yeah. Uh, this arc, yeah, yeah, right before we do that, we're gonna we're gonna jump into the piece of news from actually this morning as we record it. Um, the 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 final Clone Wars trailer mm. dropped this morning, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, this isn't the final one for season seven. This isn't the final one for this batch of episodes. This is the final Clone Wars trailer. This is the this trailer is the last time that we're ever going to get a Clone Wars trailer mm-hmm. with for new content, presumably, right? Like unless for some reason and man with COVID-19 and 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 all this uh the the shutdowns of of a lot of production, it's not outside the realm of possibility, but the likelihood of Clone Wars ever coming back um, the way that it has for these 12 episodes. It's very, very slim. Uh, mm. I, I don't even know if C3PO could, could calculate those odds. Um, but yeah. they are definitely, it's, it's equal. It's, it's gotta be equally as difficult as navigating an asteroid field. Oh man. Um, it's... just because like, like it's done, like we're, we're doing it. And, and this trailer that came out today, um, exemplifies that because it is, the trailer for the Siege of Mandalore arc. It's really mostly, I think, for this first episode That's what I was of, wondering. of the Siege of Mandalore arc. I think yeah. that we got a lot of it in this one. Um, 
some highlights. Uh, obviously, uh, we get a little bit more of Darth Maul, um, which is always a great thing when Sam Witwer is the uh, is the genius behind that voice performance. Um, we get a little bit more of the Ahsoka and the clones stuff, mm-hmm. but we've we've already seen quite a bit of that. Um, that sort of intro- reintroduction to Cody and uh, sorry to Captain Rex and the uh, and and her own battalion there. Um, but the surprise for me is how much Obi-Wan and Anakin stuff there is in this trailer. Uh, Now, it's entirely possible that it consists of the first, like, five minutes of the episode where we start with Obi-Wan and Anakin, and uh, uh, they appear to be on Cato Nemoidia, and we're actually getting to see a little bit of that battle um, uh, outside of uh, the the brief glimpse that we get in uh, in Revenge of the Sith. um, When... I want to say, is it Plo Koon? Is that where he dies? I think that's where Plo Koon dies, mm-hmm. uh, is on Kato, Kato Namoidi and the Jedi Starfighter. Um, or no. No, that's not it's right. It's Starfighter, but is it on Kato Namoidi? No, that's not. Kiati Mundi is the one on Kato Namoidi, and he, he dies on the oh, bridge. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the crab droids. On the bridge, um, right? Yeah. I... I obviously need to watch Revenge of the Sith. Oh my god. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to tangent real real quick. This is going to be a quick one. The other day, I I Kara and Cassie went over to um to to their grandparents. Uh everybody's been sheltering in place and I I you know like we we we're all clear so there's no worry of us like contaminating one another and we just really needed the break. Um get 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 rid of the kids for a little bit so that we could get some stuff done around the house and uh and get some work done and whatnot. Um so, so although, you know, we're technically breaking the rules, we're being very cautious about it. I just want to make sure everybody knows that. Um, so they're over there for a bit and Kara comes home and tells me that, that grandpa was watching a Star Wars movie. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, what's Star Wars? Because I'm kind of like, well, I haven't watched all of them with her, and I really would rather that she didn't watch them for the first time with somebody else, but that's fine. <laughs> um, like, kind of clear that with me, if, if you don't mind. But uh, anyways, <laughs> I, I, it, it, it turns out that he had just had it on for a little bit and then ended up turning it off, and it was basically the end of the movie. Um, so I ask her which one, and she's like, she's like, oh, I don't know which means it's probably not one of the ones that she's seen, but, uh, but, but also like, she doesn't really know which ones are which, right? Mm. She's only three and a half. Um, characters. She know, but she knows the characters. She doesn't know the, the names of the movies, but she knows the characters, right? So it's all just star Wars. Like, it doesn't matter. It's a, like, I'll, I, if I put on star Trek, she'd be like, are you watching star Wars? Like she, she, Space is space. Uh, future is future, right? It's all kind of the same to her. But uh, I'm like, so what? What characters were in it? What characters did you see in this in this one? And she she's like, um, it was Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia, but Luke turned to the dark side. Ah. And I'm like, okay, interesting. <laughs> and and she's like, yeah, and. And Luke was hurting Princess Leia. And I'm like, what? And she's like, and I'm like, where were they? What 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 planet were they on? Um, and she's like, she's like, it was all fire. And I'm like, fire, Luke Skywalker, fire, Princess Leia. Are you talking about The Last Jedi? I was like, awesome. was it awesome. like, was it like red? Um, 
like red dust and that sort of thing. She's like, no, no dust. It was fire. And I was like, okay. Oh man. Luke Skywalker, princess Leia fire. Luke turned to the dark side. Luke doesn't turn to the dark side. Right. Oh man. So I'm trying to figure this out. And then I go, hold up. Did Luke choke princess Leia? And she's, and she's like, yeah. And I'm like, was R2-D2 there? And she goes, no, no R2-D2. I was like, are you sure? He goes, yeah, no R2-D2. I was like, was anybody else there? And she's like, yeah. Uh, And I'm like, okay. Was Obi-Wan Kenobi there? Because she knows Uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Right? And she goes, yeah. Luke was hurting Leia. He was choking her. And then she puts her hand out like, like the oh. force choke, <laughs> and then the other boy yeah. comes. She, it's not. There's no difference between a boy and a man, or a or a girl and a woman. Like like everybody's a boy girl. Um, the other boy comes and and says, "Stop that." Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then they fight. And I was like, "All right." <laughs> and so I get out Disney Plus on my phone and I scrub forward in Revenge of the Sith to the end of the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, "Is this <laughs> the scene that you're talking about?" And she's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "This is that's not Luke Skywalker. That's Luke Skywalker's dad. And that's mm. not Princess Leia. That's Princess Leia's mom." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, "That's Anakin Skywalker and Padme." Uh, uh, and uh, and so we had to have a little chat about that because she hasn't watched the prequels yet. She's seen, uh-huh. she's seen the other six movies uh, of Sky the Skywalker movies, and then she's seen Solo, um, but not really. Like she didn't like she didn't pay attention to Solo. She was kind of in and out of it, um, doing other stuff. But I uh, I so far the one that she likes has sat and watched. Um, at home is empire. She really liked empire the day that we watched it. And then, uh, and then she saw rise of Skywalker with me twice in the theater. But I, I just thought that like when talk about revenge of the Sith, it just made me think of that. Cause I, it's, it's been so long since I've watched it and I know Mm -hmm. I need to, I need to watch the prequels with Kara cause she doesn't, uh, uh, hopefully before Star Wars Celebration, that's going to be a little bit easier because I think we're probably about mm, a week away. Within the next week, we'll get the announcement that it's being postponed, um, mm-hmm. the official announcement. Yeah. Um, I say that because I, 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 uh, your governor, uh, uh, Governor Newsom, uh, basically was on, on TV today saying – uh, that the the social distancing guidelines and shelter in place stuff might be, um, it it might reduce a little bit, but it'll basically be in place until August, um, yeah. and that that's a bit of a <laughs> if that's yeah. the case. Look here, this is the thing. So even if the shelter in place stuff comes out, I know we're supposed to be talking about this trailer, and now we're on it second tangent but even if the shelter in place stuff loosens up over the course of the next couple of months you have to remember that there are a lot of different travel bans and restrictions going on right now and so if star wars celebration does happen in august even if everybody is okay with with not sheltering in place anymore i don't know that the travel restrictions will be lifted yet so Mm. i don't know that like for example if I will be able to cross the border into the United States to come to star Wars celebration. Right. Yeah. And if that's the case, 
Mm. I don't think that they will have celebration because there's a lot of people coming from all over the world oh, geez, uh, yeah. for, for that convention. Sure, right? I think you, yeah. you'd be cutting out. I would imagine like half of the, the, uh, the, the, um, attendees, yeah, attendees uh, sure. by sure. saying, you know, it's, it's only for Americans basically would, mm-hmm. would be what would happen. And, and I think maybe Canada and the U S will probably sort something out sooner. Um, but the the uh, intercontinental stuff, uh, I don't think that that's going to be sorted out before September. I think that there is still going to be a lot of question marks around which countries are going to be able to travel to which countries, um, uh, certainly crossing oceans to get there. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, it's not looking... I would say it's not looking positive. I would say yeah. we're we're probably looking at it getting postponed until later in 2020 or in in 2021. But um, yeah, back to this Clone Wars trailer. <laughs> uh, what do you what do you think? What what what, yeah. what did you pull out of it? What kind of stuff uh, was a highlight for you? I think I think the same thing. I was it was seeing like Obi Wan and and Anakin. I'm like, all right, it's cool because we. I think we're gonna finally see how Anakin transitions into uh, episode three, uh, yeah. possibly, because we know where he's got to be at, at a certain point. But yeah, this is, look at this, this, these last four episodes, this is what we've been waiting for since we found out about this series coming back. I mean, we all kind of knew this was coming and watching this trailer and just, again, yeah. this is the, one of the things that this series has done as, as far as the clones is concerned from the very first episode, which was, I believe, Ambush, um, when we got some stuff about the clones and kind of going deeper into their mindset and and their brotherhood, and we're seeing that kind of flesh out at this very end with 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 Ahsoka and you know the clones painting their mask to re- represent her, and that's one of the one of the things I love about this series is just seeing how they uh, dealt with the clones, and we got obviously this makes going back to the prequel trilogy just like now you can see when you see Cody and Rex and you can kind of reflect on all the stuff that yeah. happened in the Clone Wars, you know, so I'm really pumped up about this. And, I, and again, this is stuff that we, it's tough because we know where Maul's going to end up and we know kind of where Ahsoka's going to end up, obviously. How do we get there? That's going to be the fun part. Um, and I think the other thing too is I almost forgot that we're going to see Darth Maul do some stuff with the lightsaber that's going to be directly from Ray Park, which is kind of a neat thing. And I yeah. don't think that I've seen them. I don't think that's been done before in this series as far as, well, I know they, they talked to Peter Mayhew about Chewbacca way back, Chewy, way back in season two or whatever. Yeah. But I, I don't know that they did any like capture stuff with him. I don't remember, but this is, I think wow. if, I, if I remember right, they did a little bit of video reference with him, but I don't know that they ever like, like threw him in the mocap and mm-hmm. and did the one-to-one and with this one i think that that's what they've been saying is that like this choreography is it, like it comes from ray park like he's mm-hmm. the one doing the moves which means that this is going to be the most authentic darth maul we've gotten in in the Jeez. series since um, the prequel trilogy. And, yeah. yeah since the prequel trilogy and and i think they they the there's a good logic for it and and i'll explain this i i for everybody going into it so that we're like, okay, yeah, we finally get to see him kind of be Darth Maul again fully um, for the last time, I think. I, when we first saw him come back, he was a spider. <laughs> and yeah. then he got the raptor legs, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then he did, he did eventually get like his humanoid legs again, but you know, like, like maybe there's a little bit of, of getting used to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, when we see him in this arc, he's had these legs for a while. He's, he's sort of gotten used to them. And I would say that like, he's like, he, he'll be back at his full power. Mm. right like at at the deadliest that 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 he could be um and then of course again when we see him in star wars rebels he's significantly older um and uh and so uh not as uh uh skilled as he once was although still very skilled skilled enough to to blind kanan so um but if you kind of look at it that way, it's like there's kind of a nice little roller coaster to his story. Um, I I posted the other day on Twitter my top five Star Wars characters, and oh, he was number five, right? And yeah, I surprised myself <laughs> because yeah. I was like, okay, you got you've got Obi Wan, obviously, Kanan right under him, mm-hmm. um, and then you've got Poe Dameron, and then Ray, uh, and then. Like the surprise for me was like, like Darth Maul is, is in my top five characters. And I think the, the biggest reason why is because of the clone wars and star Wars rebels and, and Sam Witwer and his performance and the way that they took Maul and, and removed him from being just sort of a novelty from the Phantom Menace of like, Oh, that's a cool looking character. He's basically a Sith Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and fleshed out his story and interconnected it so much with Obi-Wan's story that there is there is a full arc for for Darth Maul but it is intrinsically connected to to Obi-Wan Kenobi's story mm-hmm. and when you get to Star Wars Rebels and in my opinion one of the best scenes in the entire Star Wars saga uh, you you get to that moment where the the two of them fight, and Maul's story comes to an end, and I uh, I don't think that Obi Wan can do what he needs to do in A New Hope without that closure and that moment with Maul, because I think that 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 what Maul says to him as he's dying galvanizes Obi Wan, right? Like when he says he will avenge us, right? We're talking about Luke. Yeah. Uh, and Obi-Wan kind of like, like lets him go and, and closes his eyes and you can tell that like, he's sad. And, and it's the, I think it's in that moment that he realizes like, we can't, we're not going to win this by being the Sith, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that was the lesson that they, that the Jedi failed to learn in the midst of the clone wars is that they tried to fight a war on the Sith's terms and that's why they lost. Yeah. And in order to win, they have to win the Jedi way. Right. And, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a lesson that I think Ray ends up picking up by the end of rise of Skywalker and sacrificing herself. And then she comes back because Ben also learns this. He also becomes privy to this idea of of this is this is how we win, right? Um, it, by sacrificing everything that you have, and I like that only happens 
that lesson only happens because of his story with Darth Maul. And when I think about that whole thing, it it puts Darth Maul into this place in the story for me where it's like, look, I Obi-Wan Kenobi can't be my favorite character without Darth Maul being part of that story, right? No more than Obi-Wan can be a great character without his relationship with Anakin. To me, it's like the like this is it's it's so closely tied together. And so this trailer and everything that we got to see and knowing that Obi-Wan and Anakin are going to be a part of this arc in a in a very meaningful way um, and that we're going to get to see them make the decision of do we continue the fight out here on the front line or do we go and rescue Palpatine? Um, a, a decision that ultimately results in everything else that happens at the end of that movie and and the and the war unfolds in the way that Palpatine wants it's like I am so incredibly hyped for the conversations even if they're just these little (laughs) tidbits because just like that short scene with Darth Maul and Obi-Wan Kenobi it's years later now and I'm still sucking the meat off of that bone (laughs) Right. To get every last morsel. I've cracked it open and I'm digging up the marrow and still (laughs) getting nourishment from that one scene. And I know, I know that the only reason that Obi-Wan and Anakin have scenes together in this arc, and it's not just Anakin going, hey, Ahsoka, here you go. Here's your clone troopers. Go fight Darth Maul and win back Mandalore. See you later. I got other stuff to do. The only reason it's not just that is because there's clearly a piece of story that needs to be told here that's going to enrich our experience of Revenge of the Sith to bring it all the way back to what you were kind of saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that... That's why we love Star Wars, right? That's what it's yeah. about, and that's where, that's where Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels uh, are at their best. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say even Freemaker Adventures at times when we get some of that stuff, like when we get and when we get Darth Vader in an N1 Starfighter, and it makes you go <laughs> like, "That's right, yeah. that little yeah. boy, that." little pod racing kid from Tatooine is inside that mask. Don't ever forget it. Right. Mm -hmm. I, that's, that's when star Wars works the best for me is when, when something innocuous, something seemingly just like, Oh, it's just another plot point in a story. Mm. Just moving on to some more action. It's like, no, that's not what it is. There's so much more here. Um, and I think we're going to get that. And then on top of that, I think we're going to get more uh, of an idea of Crimson Dawn, um, which will tie into right. Solo. And Solo. we're going to yeah. get that connective tissue for for Ahsoka and Rex and see where they are left at the end of this story. And, uh, mm. man, yeah. I get chills just thinking about it. Uh, Order 66. Right. It It's we're we're gonna get to see that over the course of the next couple of weeks probably in four weeks um i would guess it's the last episode and how great is that gonna be because then like you're saying we'll go back watch revenge of the sith and be thinking in the midst of all of this in the midst of anakin's fall this is what ahsoka is going through and they're connected we saw that a couple weeks ago right uh in in that scene with the two of them oh yeah yeah. Like they're connected right. through the force. They have a bond that is meaningful. It matters. Um, so 
in the same way that what happens to Anakin affects Padme uh, and what happens to Anakin affects Obi-Wan. Uh, what happens to Anakin is going to affect Ahsoka and vice versa. And I think we said this like from the get-go with Clone Wars, especially when Ahsoka started to become such a great character in season three. Um, the more we care about Ahsoka during this time, uh, the harder it is for Anakin to deal with the loss of Ahsoka uh, at the end of season five. Right. And that that moment, which is ultimately the fault of the Jedi Council, sows a seed that that Palpatine reaps in Revenge of the Sith when he first moves to put Anakin on the council. And he's like, Anakin already doesn't trust the council because of what happened with Ahsoka. Mm. Right. And this is all obviously retcon. Yeah. This is all obviously after the fact, but it does enrich the movie. But yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it totally fits. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a- Anakin already has this issue with the council because of what happened with Ahsoka. And then he walks in and, and they're like, and like they, like Mace goes out of his way to be like, you can be on the council because Palpatine wants it. Mm but we're not granting you the rank of master. There was a better way to have that conversation with Anakin. Right. And it certainly wasn't in front of everybody. It was (laughs) definitely, it was definitely Yoda and Obi-Wan with Anakin in sort of like a one-on-one, like, Hey, before we give you this promotion, we just need you to understand you are the chosen one. You are an asset to the Jedi Council, to, to the Jedi Order. You are uh, the hero of the Republic. No one's taking that away from you. You still have some stuff to learn before you can take the rank of master, right? Mm. But instead, he gets he gets this this attitude from Mace Windu, and it's like, what do you mean I'm not a master? And to me now, talking about it with you and wa- walking through this, I'm like, in Anakin's mind, he's like, what, because of Ahsoka? Mm-hmm. Because Ahsoka left the Order? So because I was her master, and yeah, I'm a Jedi Knight, but I had a Padawan. She should be a Jedi Knight. She sh- You guys were going to knight her, but she left the Order. That's what happened. And that was your fault, not my fault. That's not because of what I did. It's because of what you did, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like, all of this is in his head, and what comes out of his mouth is, like, this is unbelievable. This is outrageous. How can you be on the council and not be a master? That doesn't make any sense, right? And, like, he gets upset about it. And it's, like, it all is so much more meaningful because of the Clone Wars and because of Ahsoka's story. So I Mm -hmm. can't wait for these episodes, which are going to be – I'm going to go ahead and say – Previously, the best arc in the series for me was was the Mandalore arc uh, in season five, right? Um, I the the Obi Wan Darth Maul right. Satine, Satine yeah. all of that, right? With right. with him with Death Watch taking over Mandalore, that to me was the best one. It was the most cinematic. It was the closest to like that's a movie. Like that should have been. Episode two should have been episode one, and that story should have been episode two. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> right? Like sure. the whole Darth Maul coming back, taking over Mandalore with the Mandalorians. <laughs> yeah. That should have been yeah. episode two. Yeah. Um, because it sets up so much of where Obi-Wan's at for episode three. This storyline, this this Mandalore arc, the Siege of Mandalore, I think is going to beat that arc. And I think it's going to be 
at the absolute last piece missing piece of the puzzle to show us wh- why what happens in revenge of the sith happens and and now we will have a complete picture of this story um and and where all of our main characters because ahsoka has become a main character in the last few years uh, where all of them end up and and I'll even throw Rex in there with it because mm. if if you consider Lando a main character I think that like on this in the same breath oh. you have to consider Rex to be a main character of this story yeah. um, even if they're not in the movies um, this this three slash five year period it's very unclear how long the Clone Wars were um, mm. that that period is so important to um, to what happens so mm. yeah uh, Dude. I, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. I mean, when you when look at it this way, when you put a, a trailer out for the next four episodes, even though it's only, you know, what, a minute and a half or a minute 20, yeah. whatever, still, I mean, that shows you how the, you know, the creators of this are super excited. And, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, like, I think about that. You were just talking about that scene with Anakin in the council in episode one. And I just wonder, like, did, was this, you know, did George and, and Dave Filoni, were they, talking about the scene one day and go hey you know let's uh in this particular scene let's let's show you know when when uh ahsoka's getting kicked out they go they're talking about these scenes like this is how we can mirror stuff together like that's how my mind thinks like are they that like into this and that smart it's probably just coincidence like you said but if you ever were to come out in a thing go yeah me and george talked about that we thought that was going to die and well i'd be like okay you guys are you guys are on another level than I've ever seen before. So, um, but yeah, like I said, you know, a, a trailer for these last four episodes, you know, we're in for something very special and I can't wait yeah. uh, for this Friday. So uh, I guess with that, that's it. Huh? We're going to head on to the, yeah, let, let's, let's uh, take a quick break for an ad and, uh, and then we'll jump into the recap. I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? They call themselves the Bad Batch. You're a Jedi. Your nobility is a weakness. I don't have such weaknesses. War does not come with a guarantee. No soldier gets the promise of safety. Soon, the galaxy will be remade. Hello, Master. It's been a while. Now it's time for the Clone Wars recap. So, yes, sir! Alrighty, uh, together again, the final episode of the Ahsoka Martez sisters arc. Uh, some people are calling it the Ahsoka in the underworld arc. Um, uh, directed by Nathaniel Villanueva and written by Dave Filoni and Charles Murray. Here we go. Imprisoned again by the Pikes once again for failing to deliver a shipment of spice. Ahsoka and the Martez sisters debate what to do. Finally, Ahsoka has a plan, but she will not tell her new friends. Uh, I'll continue here. Yeah. The three uh, appear before Pike leader Marg Krim, or Marge Krim, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, Ahsoka says she wants to cut a deal in exchange for her percentage and claims that the sisters hid the spice off-world. The gangster grants them one rotation to bring it back. 
while Ahsoka remains with the Pikes, uh, while Ahsoka remains with Pikes, uh, once alone, the Pikes admit to knowing this is a deception, but they have no other choice. An unnamed he will destroy them should he find out. So, uh, last week, Mike, we uh, ended with Ahsoka, Trace, and Robin back in the Pikes custody after a brief escape. Yeah. Uh, so they're back in here. Um, a couple of things going on. Ahsoka, there was a point where she's like, I think she's thinking like, do I have to make a, a choice and reveal exactly, not exactly who I am, but what I can do, possibly who I was. And she's maybe contemplating that decision. And we end up finding out later in the episode, we'll get to that. But um, again, Rafa feels Trace and Ahsoka are teaming up against her. I kind of got that vibe in this beginning here. And ultimately, like it's just like they said, I believe in this portion where they said they have to trust each other uh, to get this done. And then we find out Ahsoka's plan, Mike, is to, you know, here, here you go. You know, it's Trace and Rafa are allowed to go and get the spice. Ahsoka stays behind as collateral. Uh, and if they don't return, Ahsoka will reveal where, I guess she said that where their parents are, correct? Well, they're, they're family, yeah. Her family, okay, got it. Which, obviously, they don't know what happened to them, but um, that's kind of the deal going on with uh, this intro, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> Ahsoka is clearly um, bluffing a lot here and yeah. uh, and and trying to, to, to be sneakier than the sneakies. Uh, but I, uh, I, they're lucky in the sense that the Pikes are very desperate. Um, oh yeah. They, in that, uh, they're, they're much more afraid of Darth Maul than they are, uh, interested in getting revenge. <laughs> right. And, and, yeah. and, and I think that that explains a lot of, uh, Mark Grimm's, uh, decisions over the last couple episodes of like uh at, at first he was like oh just execute them right now and then later he's like no throw them back in the cell mm-hmm. and like yeah. he he doesn't know what to do because he is terrified if if maul finds <laughs> out about this yeah um it's gonna be an issue um right so yeah yeah, yeah they obviously know it's a ruse and and like you said he it's it's all about like who's after him, right? It's like it even says, you know, if they don't bring the sprint, you know, um, he says uh, he always knows, and he's obviously talking about Maul. So he's, you know, always obviously one up, and they are like you said, they are really terrified of this guy, and, and obviously, well, should be because he's Darth Maul. So um, yeah, you want to continue? Yeah, uh, Bo-Katan and the other Mandalorians monitor the stronghold from the outside. Meanwhile, Ahsoka opens her cell with the power of the Force, eventually securing weapons in an armory. Back on Coruscant, Rafa decides she's going to help Ahsoka escape. How? By delivering the spice, of course, she says. So this is <laughs> this is where a very, um, let's call it interesting plan, uh, okay. comes in to basically steal the spice from the pikes and then give it back to the pikes <laughs> yeah <laughs> right which is uh it's an interesting approach let's uh <laughs> i in in the the uh the the dodgeball uh, uh reference uh it's a it's a bold move cotton let's see how it plays out <laughs> i because yeah. yeah i you're gonna <laughs> steal it from them and give it back to them without them knowing that that's what you've done that's mm-hmm. interesting but uh but we'll see maybe it'll work 
Yeah, I, I couldn't figure out how they were going to do that. And obviously, we get when we get to that point, it uh, I go, okay, now it kind of makes sense of what they're trying to do. But yeah, you know, Rafa is tells Trace that she's going to back going back to help Ahsoka, yeah. and one of the things that she mentions is like, as far as Ahsoka, she's talking about Ahsoka here, giving yourself up. She says giving yourself up is rare. So I think this is the the shift that um, Rafa starts to notice, like. Hey, Ahsoka just put herself out there for me, and and doing something like that, you don't see that very often. This is there's something about this person, and I think she's starting to catch on that something's possibly special about her. But in any event, it's rare, and she's like, okay, she's kind of get, gaining my respect. So I thought that was kind of kind of cool for uh, Rafa to kind of point that out. Um, yeah. Trace and Rafa arrive at a refinery, thanks to some fast talking. Rafa convinces the dim-witted workers to load spice onto their ship. On Obadiah, Ahsoka replaces explosives throughout the pipe complex before stumbling upon a conversation between Krim and Maul. So that was the um, the point where I go, oh, I get it. So they're going actually to the spice mines, um, which is away from where all the pikes are. They're just going to go, hey, you know, we're here to pick up this. And they do the, you know, Roth is actually really good at, at this thing where she's able to convince and ultimately it gets into a physical combat. But um for the first part, she's kind of convincing them to yeah. to go up there and do it. But the the whole thing about this one, Mike, is obviously Ahsoka hearing and seeing Maul, and obviously there's a connection, right? Like they felt each other there. You, did you get that vibe? Yeah, he. Yeah, that was really interesting to me, and 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 kind of a new thing where we noticed that Maul senses her through the Force. Um, through across the 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 hollow communication right, right? yeah that's crazy huh? and so yeah. he kind of looks and she and she ducks behind the thing and it's a it's a it's a really great moment because i think like it's it's such a it's such a trope right of like oh she's hiding and you know it's like oh well here's the real big bad guy and he's obviously smarter than than our uh, bad guys that we've been dealing with so far because he's darth maul right he's yeah. this is a thing to signify he's the one you should really be scared of. Um, like that's the storytelling trope there. But because it's star Wars, we get this extra twist on it where it's like, well, he can't know that she's there. He's on a hologram. He can mm. only see the, the pikes, right? Presumably. Right. But we see that like, Oh no, he can, he can sense her and maybe he can see her. Maybe like, maybe if, if he looks over in that direction, he'll see her. But uh, yeah, I thought that was so great. It was such a great yeah. moment. Do you so you? It's no doubt because I was wondering at first. I go, does he is he just sensing a Jedi presence, or is he actually sensing her? Um, and you're convinced it's it's her though, right? I I don't know if he necessarily knows that it's Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Um, okay. Because and and I'll say that because of future spoilers, which is that we know from from the first trailer for the season that he says uh, to to ahsoka when they when they finally have their showdown this season um he goes oh lady tano i was hoping for kenobi but i guess you'll do Mm, right so um i think that he senses the force right like he he senses a presence but obviously he's on another planet it's it, it would be difficult to to nail down exactly who that is right yeah yeah well it's yeah it was just a great scene and obviously he's uh, right now ensconced with the 
um, Crimson Dawn, and it kind of kind of flows in with what's going on with Solo. You know, it's so crazy. It's it's so hard now. Like I have to really like study and think and, and go back and look at some wikis. Like, man, where the heck are we as far as Darth Maul is concerned? How does this tie in with Solo and the Crimson Dawn? So it's it's a it's a lot to to keep track of. But um, but still, it's it's. I love Maul. I love Darth Maul. So hey, I'll I'll do it. Um, go ahead, Mike. You want to continue? Yeah. Uh, sorry, one sec. Uh, yeah, where are we? Where are we? Where Ahsoka? Are we? I got too many computers. I have too many screens open. Um, Ahsoka, uh, Ahsoka abscond. absconds yeah. into a control room. <laughs> That's an interesting way to say that. <laughs> and runs a communications trace, discovering that Maul's signal is coming from Mandalore. Shortly thereafter, Krim appears and sends his goons to catch Ahsoka. She wields the power of the Force in battle and fights impressively, but there are too many of the pikes. Surrounded, Ahsoka tells Krim that her friends did not know she is or was a Jedi. Um, great moment yes. here. Nice nice yeah. little brief fight scene. Mm-hmm. I think it was Krim that kind of realizes that she's a Jedi before you know, Ahsoka kind of tells him anything as far as that I, as I remember the show. So he she does a couple things where he's like whoa that's you know that's no ordinary you know person that's just good at combat there's some things that that she's doing that's uh above and beyond he kind of he kind of figures her out uh while the workers load spice onto trace and rafa's ship the refinery manager soon appears he is not so easily fooled and soon attacks rafa eventually the sisters emerge victorious spice and tells so this is what i was talking about where rafa kind of takes over um good combat skills kind of fighting the transdotion uh deck worker and i uh, was able to finally overcome him and uh he kind of she kind of knocks the this platform thing that's being lifted up and in uh knocks him down with it and so he's gone so cool to see her uh get some action uh and take out this uh transdotion uh, uh load worker whatever you want to call him deck supervisors yeah something like that <laughs> kind of like, I uh, sorry, you want me to continue? Krim uh, yeah, prepares to execute Ahsoka when the sisters arrive with the spice, but before they can deliver it, Krim reveals that Ahsoka is a Jedi. Uh, the news shocks Trace and Rafa, uh, though they have a little time to consider it. As Krim gives the order to kill them all, at that moment, Ahsoka detonates her explosives and the Pike Citadel erupts into chaos. Um, Sorry, I guess I should just say that like the the whole the whole fight between, um, I I man, they really gloss over that in this in this. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, recap. It's kind yeah. of it's kind of a whole chunk of the episode. The the fight <laughs> yeah. between uh, uh, Rafa and the 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 manager, the Trandoshan, is uh, is is pretty great. I love it. And I love the way that it ends with her just disconnecting the thing and him falling into the pit. But Mm -hmm. uh, there was some good comedy in there too, of like her basically pushing around the smaller guys and then be like, uh, Oh, my manager is right here. And then she's like, Oh yeah, I'll tell him and turns around and he's uh, actually (laughs) about a foot taller than she is. Um, And, and a trend ocean. So he's not, he's not as easily fooled um i just i always love it when we take a species that we've only really seen in one or two contexts and we put them into a different one where it's like not all trandoshans are bounty hunters or uh yeah or right. or uh weird game hunters uh like we saw in that one arc that we actually already referenced earlier tonight yeah. um but yeah too. it's uh it's, it's some some of them are 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 just 
I, I, they just work in shipping, <laughs> shipping and receiving. Yeah. Just a, on the docks just there, man. Dock, the dock workers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, uh, you know, here's, here's King Krim or, or I don't know if he's the King, uh, Krim reveals to Trace and Rafa that, uh, Ahsoka is, was a Jedi and yeah. obviously it surprises them. And Ahsoka, she starts to try to explain, uh, and then that's when the detonators start going off and it's just all heck is breaking loose. So uh, the trio escapes and makes it back to Trace's ship, the Silver Angel, with the pikes close behind. Ahsoka holds off their pursuers, but they soon lose their guns and rear deflector shields. Trace doesn't panic, however. She turns the ship around, zooming straight for a pike ship. She doesn't budge, forcing the pike to swerve away right into the spire. So um the guts on this one man playing a little chicken with the pikes and uh it's kind of like uh um, yeah i don't know footloose or something so <laughs> so this whole arc to me uh-huh. has been a prequel to solo in a way right mm-hmm. yeah. this is this is the prequels i i set up for the story in solo we we went to kessel in one of the episodes Right, we got to see mm-hmm. a lot of that. Um, yeah, we, I, uh, uh, we've got you know this uh, uh, Trace's relationship with her ship that she basically put together herself. Uh, a lot of special modifications that she's made. Um, uh, we've got uh, the Pikes, uh, and and Spice and Darth Maul and Crimson Dawn, all in it. Like it's all kind of connected in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously we get this scene, which is. Uh, a, a spaceship chase, right? Uh, it's yeah. in atmosphere, but it's still very much like a Star Wars, uh, I, I, like aerial dogfight chase, right? And uh, I want to ask you how you felt about the use of the the Rebel theme, the basically the Millennium Falcon theme. Um, yeah. Having that one moment, it's a very brief moment, but it's just kind of like when the gun pops out and blows up the first ship, you get that little bit of the, it's the, it's the TIE fighter attack from, uh, I wasn't the uh, trench run music. Uh, was it trench run? Maybe it was, maybe you might be right, but they're very close in in any case. Um, and, and, and in 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 a real sense those are themes for the rebel alliance right because they come back in uh in empire as well as in return of the jedi and then again in the last jedi as well um Mm -hmm. and maybe maybe in no because i think in the force awakens it's just the resistance theme that we really hear um uh, we don't really get that many callbacks in that one um did you like that moment because for me thinking of this as connective tissue into solo and connecting that moment with Han and the, and the, and the Falcon and all of that Mm -hmm. sort of thing that it's kind of like the, these moments rhyming. Right. I, I had no problem with it. I liked it, but I saw a lot of people online who were kind of like, Oh, it's a little bit of a cheap, it's kind of out of place. It's not the millennium Falcon. It's like, yeah, but it's kind of the same idea. Right. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I love it this is one of the things that I kind of sometimes wish maybe not do more, but I, I truly love when they do that. I mean, when, when you hear the force theme, when Ahsoka's uh, doing something force, you know, like we've saw in a couple episodes before, I mean, that, that's the stuff that kind of gives me chills. Like that, that set of music does that to me every time, especially when I see it in a, in a new form like this. So anytime they bring in some of those classic themes 
to to the series and new series and, and stuff like that. I'm, I'm it, it, they got me. You know, I'm a sucker for that. So yeah. <laughs> asking me, I, I totally love it. So I'm, I'm with you there. Definitely. Okay, cool. Yeah, because because yeah. I did as well. I loved it. I I I I was like, that's cool. That's really great. Because they're really pushing the whole. It's like in the in the second episode of of this arc, I mentioned that when right before they make the jump to hyperspace, we hear a little piece of music that that sounded an awful lot like the Adventures of Han Solo theme mm-hmm. from uh from Solo. Uh, and uh, it's like all throughout this arc, it's been very clear to me that like there's some there's some intentional connective tissue here. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. No. Yeah. Go ahead. Cool. Good stuff. I, I, Ahsoka Trace and Rafa return to level thirteen thirteen on Coruscant. Despite her earlier conflicts with Ahsoka, Rafa says that Tano acts in acts the way she always wanted Jedi to be. Jedi or not, I consider you my friend. Trace adds. Their talk is soon interrupted, however. You want to finish or do this next one? I, we'll just finish it out and then we'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, the Mandalorians tracked Ahsoka uh, and the Martez sisters. Ahsoka immediately moves to protect her friends. When Bo-Katan removes her helmet, uh, you and I have a common enemy, she says, holding a hollow of Maul. I need your help. Uh, Ahsoka is worried that this path may lead her back to the Jedi, but the Martez sisters encourage her to go. All right, but let me keep my bike here, Ahsoka yeah. says, just in case. Um, and man, I there, there's there's something to that, and yeah. I I said it a couple weeks ago of like, and I'll be disappointed if this doesn't end up being the case, but I really think that Trace, if not now Trace and and Rafa, should be characters in Ahsoka's story post return of the Jedi. Mm, um, yeah. I think sure, that, sure. I think that when Sabine walks on that ship, that it's a, that's a Republic ship. It's like an old Jedi ship. But when she walks on that ship at the end of star Wars rebels, she should be greeted by now. I say trace and Rafa. And I think that Ahsoka's speeder bike from this arc should be there and it should be <laughs> part of everything. Like yeah. it, that's now a piece that connects it back to the clone wars. Um, and, uh, and, and so that we get, whenever we see the Martez sisters again, in reference to Ahsoka Tano, we have to get the moment of, don't worry, your, your bike is fine. Right. Um, yeah. or the joke of, uh, it's a little banged up, but, and she'll say, what did you do to my bike? I, yeah. uh, I, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I I get it. Some people are gonna like uh, the the Bad Batch arc more. You're you're one of them, and I don't fault you for it because I think it was a good arc as well. This one really worked for me, mm. um, sort of when it all came together. And then on top of that, what I talked about repeatedly over the course of this arc of how beautiful it looked, just the visual oh, sure. components of it. Yeah. Um, when Bo-Katan takes her helmet off, and we see the new the new character model for Bo-Katan it was like come on you can't deny <laughs> that they have cranked yeah. up their game yeah um and whatever Lucasfilm animation is working on next I cannot wait to see oh it man because yeah, it's gonna it. be incredible um, yeah even if no, even if they it, just use the same style as they've used for the Clone Wars which I would have sure. no problem with at this point oh yeah um yeah. if they continued along the 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 sort of legacy of what they've done with this final season. Um, yeah, I'd be totally fine with that, but yeah. it's so good. It's so incredible. 
Yeah, this, I mean, this, these particular episodes, they had some really, like I said earlier, um, some of this character stuff, like they ended this thing where uh, here's Rafa and she finally kind of comes clean in a, in a way to Ahsoka and goes, hey, look at you act like a Jedi or you, or you act like how I envision the Jedi to be. And that kind of shows you like where the Jedi are as far as, the, I guess, the lower populace possibly at this point mm-hmm. or they just don't know or they just think like look in what was the last episode we learned about how she was kind of treated by who we think is probably luminara and Dooley, which is she's a fine jedi and everything but um and i don't think she meant anything bad it's just this is where the jedi are at this point they're fighting this war and they just they're being pulled in all these directions and they don't want to you know, they're supposed to be peacekeepers not not um you know soldiers so Man, some of this, some of this dialogue, you just—it really sinks in. And you go, man, that's some serious stuff. I mean, that's some serious thought into writing these episodes with Filoni and um, and uh, Charles Murphy, who wrote, kind of wrote it with him. It's like, man, that's just—it's really going deep. I yep. love that stuff. And we find out from uh, Bo Katan that, uh, and I asked this last last week because I wasn't—I'm still kind of man. The, the timelines, man, are so close sometimes. So Death Watch is gone at this point. And we have, and she says, you know, we have a common enemy, which is Maul. So kind of yeah. tells you, and I, I, sometimes I forget that these episodes happen before the Bad Batch. Not that they connect with Darth Maul or anything like that, but it's just, I forget sometimes that, um, that they were supposed to be kind of like the first episodes of. Yeah. I actually, and, and, and now having seen all four episodes and knowing where it ends and where we're going to pick up with it next week, mm-hmm. uh, or I guess at the end of this week, I, I actually would have preferred to have gotten these four first and then bad batch in between and mm. then yeah. and then coming back to the Darth Maul thing. Um, I think that that for pacing would have worked better. I mean, cool um, kind of bookending with the soga. Yeah. 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 And it also just would have given us the idea of like there's there's going to be a, a chunk of time between when this happens and when the next thing happens, because there has to be in order for bad batch to happen. Right. Um, yeah. But uh yeah, Un- unless so, yeah. we're going to unless they're going to retcon it even further and say that bad batch happened like way before anything. Mm. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I-, I like the arc. I-, I thought it was really good, uh, but I am so excited for for this next. Episode. <laughs> all, is, all leads to this. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, old old friends not forgotten is the title. I, uh, and that's funny because we've got two titles two weeks in a row together again and old friends not forgotten both. uh, uh yeah. references to uh, uh, lines from the original trilogy. Um, but uh, Ahsoka Tano reaches out to Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi, seeking assistance to secure the capture of longtime adversary and former Sith Lord Maul. But the news of Grievous's attack on Coruscant and Palpatine's uh. capture <laughs> forces a difficult decision uh. for the Jedi in Old Friends Not Forgotten, an all-new episode of Star Wars The Clone wow. Wars, this Friday, April 17th on Disney+. Plus. Uh, yeah, you man. What? I didn't even read this. Like like I said, I've been taking one episode at a time. And yeah. just I, I'm reading this for the very first time, no lie. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, of course, here we are talking about, you know, Grievous and, and Coruscant and Palpatine's capture. Like, oh, okay, I guess I know where we're going. This is amazing. Uh, and tell you what, Ahsoka Tana reaching out to Anakin and Ob- I can't wait to mm-hmm. see these two be for the, and what's going to be said. Oh, man, that is awesome. Yeah, Holy it's going to be great. Crap. Wow, okay. It's going to be awesome. Woo! 
I, but that is it for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening. I, uh, as always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news by heading to rebelcells.com. Uh, you can uh, also follow us on Facebook uh, at uh, facebook.com slash rebelcells podcast yeah rebel cells podcast and on twitter and instagram at rebel cells uh you can also follow me on twitter and instagram i'm at arkwolf a-r-k-w-u-l-f and matt is at the crankster as crankster with a k uh and uh you guys know we're a part of the thunderquack podcast network head to thunderquack.com to check out all the other podcasts in the network and if you like what you hear you can support us in three ways first by going to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review uh, that will help other people find the podcast. Uh, you know, it's stiff competition in the Star Wars podcasting world. We yeah. need all the help we can get. So, uh, so let let other people know. Also, you can also just share it with your friends. Tell them, hey, there's this is the best Star Wars animation podcast in the galaxy. Uh, and if you agree with that, I mean, if you don't, <laughs> then I guess tell them that it's a fine podcast that you sometimes <laughs> listen to. Yeah. But uh, that would be awesome if you could do that. The other ways are by heading to store.thunderquack.com and picking up some merchandise. Uh, and uh, last but not least, by heading to patreon.com slash thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support, getting some cool rewards in the process. Thank you to everybody who does support us over on Patreon uh, or however you support us, even if it's just by listening. Uh, we couldn't do it without you guys. Uh, thank you so much. That's it for this week, and we will be back next week with old friends not forgotten. Mm-hmm.